And we are back. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Um, welcome to Before the After Talk with Carlisle Chua. Um, well, I don't know how we're going to start this episode. Uh, er, mm, okay. Um, basically, just like every other episode, this is kind of just me needing to talk my feelings out um this episode i am just sitting in my newly decorated room uh and i just have a lot of things on my mind and i want to get it out um so yeah all right guys i know that i don't know i guess the structure of this podcast is still a little bit um like parang ha like why is it why did i do that so early like the music thing like normally i do that on a break um but i think i just i don't know how long this specific clip is going to be like audio clip of me but i just wanted to be kind of like a stream of consciousness because um Yeah, when my mind races, it races super duper fast. As in, like, it can go, like, as in, okay. Huh? So labo, okay. So, the way I see things, kasi, I'm a very visual learner. Um, so, the way my thoughts come to me, they're not voices in my head or anything. More, they're, they're like pictures. So, like, When I think of something, automatically I see a picture of it or like a scene of it or something like that. And um, when my mind races super duper fast, what happens is that the pictures just flash like, you know those, the toys that you have before, like they're, they're, they look like binoculars and then you like click it and then it changes the picture, that one. So that happens to my mind, but like faster. So it goes click, 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 click. And then I get super dizzy. And then I just can't focus on anything anymore. And then I start to panic. And then, yeah, that's basic. I'm just like uh, describing to you how my panic attacks work. But um, yeah, they the images move really, really fast in my brain. And the only way for me to slow it down is through like, talking about it or writing about it um i am a lot more straightforward when i write things down because again it is visual because you can see um you can see what you're writing down and everything like that but when you're talking or when i'm talking i really do have to like slow down my thought process in order for me to talk about it for at least 30 seconds like Oh, I don't know. My ma- my brain really moves so fast and sometimes um sometimes when I'm gonna when I'm about to have an anxiety attack, what happens is that my brain it goes from one picture to like um the consequence of that picture and then the consequence of that consequence and then the consequence of that consequence of that consequence like that. It's like it just keeps spiraling down. Um, the way that I uh, differentiate my panic attacks from my anxiety attacks is that when I spiral into the future or something like that or into the past, like when it is, um, uh, what do you call it, sequential, um, a sequential image gallery, what? Like... There, it's just a sequence of pictures that make sense together. That's what I think, or that's how I imagine my anxiety attacks to be. While my panic attacks are more just random thoughts just come into my head fast. And like, they're just like, what? Like, you can't even, like, you don't even know where to look anymore because there are too many things happening. Um, and right now, what's happening is kind of a mix of both. I am not... Um, on the verge of a panic attack or maybe I am but I don't really feel it right now but I know that my brain is moving super duper fast and uh, I just want to talk about it because I am not really doing well so yeah um I don't know where to start okay I guess I'll start with 
the fact that I haven't gone to counseling in about three weeks now. Um, I know that I talked about it in the start of this podcast, like earlier on in this podcast when I was like saying like, oh, my counselor said this, my counselor said that, la 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 la, go get help, blah, 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 blah. And like I was always preaching it like, get help, get help, get help. But I haven't been um, going to any sessions as of recently, mostly because I haven't been feeling... Um, in the mood to talk to a person. I just haven't been feeling that way as of recently. And I don't really want to talk to her right now. Um, and that's okay. Like, that happens. Like, you really... Like, there are some times when you really just don't feel like going to, like, therapy or whatever. And then you're gonna put it off for months. And then you get back. And then you just... It just keeps... Like, you just fall off the wagon sometimes. And then you just get your... Like, you find a way to get back up on it. And that is where I am at currently. I am just figuring things out before... I talk to my counselor and I know that it's like, dude, you're supposed to go to counseling so that you can figure things out. I know, but like, um, I just think that right now I would rather be alone. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been like taking some time alone. And in that time frame, I have been redoing my room completely. And I think it is just my outlet right now. I like, um, I don't know. I'd, I've never watched like Marie Kondo or whatever, but like, um, I'm pretty sure your room uh, says something about what you're going through and like how, you're, how it is in your brain. Or something like that. I've read it or heard it somewhere. But yeah, your re- your room depicts your brain. Ganon. And um, my room before, like I said last episode, had a Polaroid wall. It had, like, everything was, you know, more of like a 16-year-old room. And since then, I have been cleaning my room up a lot. Um, I... I already talked about my my walls and stuff like that. I I have since put up mirrors on my uh my my where the Polaroid wall used to be. Um it's not really mirrors though. It's just my, like reflective reflective things stuck on my wall making a mural question mark i don't know i don't know but yeah uh i have that and i have um well now i have vases in like for my flowers before like if you don't know me i'm not a flower person if you ever get me flowers for my birthday or for like valentine's day stuff like that uh i'm not the type i really don't mind flowers like I mean, like, other girls really love it. My sister personally loves flowers um, and receiving flowers. And, like, she keeps her flowers even from her ex and stuff like that because, like, they they bring back good memories and everything like that. But I personally am not like that. I don't really care for flowers because, to me, they're just dead, dead plants wrapped in paper. And that is not appealing to me. Like... Uh, I personally prefer food over flowers or like, I don't know, something practical. Flowers are not practical for me, but I do understand that they do mean something to someone else. And so, um, yeah, I put them up and they look nice and they do mean something to me. Yeah, but... The flower itself, no, not really. I don't care for roses or um, what do you call those babies' breaths or anything like that. I don't care about them at all. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, what else can I talk about in my room? I have a lot of pictures up in my room, and I said that before, but 
uh, a way to describe, like, you know, how I said that your room describes your brain and stuff like that. I have a lot of pictures in my room, and I think that the pics that I am very sentimental and I hold um, people very close to me because my pictures are not pictures of, like, um, nature, anything like that. Well, I do have some pictures of it, like, um, the top of a mountain. Like, I went hiking once and like hiking I went hiking earlier on in the year and I took a picture of the mountain top and I have it on my wall now but majority of my pictures are of people and these people are very very important to me and um yeah I have a lot of the same people on different pictures like I have Shermaine here some of them I have um Marga and Trisha and like my parents are here and everything like I have a lot I have a lot of pictures here of the same people and it just goes to show how uh how attached I am to these people how I how closely I hold them to my heart and how I think about them very often um yeah so that's another thing um I have since also psych- psychologized is this that is that the word yeah I have since reflected on um, the other parts of my room. So I have a lot of musical instruments in my room as well. I have a cajon there. I ha- I don't even know how to play the cajon, guys. I've told myself, like, I've really forced myself multiple times to play it. But, like, I cannot get behind it. I don't really like learning beats. Like, it's just not fun for me. Like, I would rather play the melody than the beat. Like, it's not fun. Um, I have... Wait, I'm gonna burp. Okay. I have a piano here because you guys, if you didn't know, well, I did try to learn the piano earlier on in this quarantine. I have two guitars here. I have my kalimba here. I have my ukulele here. I have a lot. Oh, and I have my microphone here. Uh, I have a lot of musical instruments in the room, and that's because I love music, and that's so obvious, duh. Um, but. It holds a sentimentality to me as well, as I have said in my episode um, about my favorite songs. I really, um, what? I really like put meaning into the songs, and I really like hold on to them for the long, like for the long run. And so, yeah, that's why I have a lot of musical instruments around because whenever I am sad, I do like honestly, I do play the same songs sometimes when I'm jamming out because it's like those are the only songs I want to listen to um, when I'm sad. Like one of those songs, one of the songs or like maybe a few of the songs that I have been replaying on the guitar are God Sent by Ben and Ben. I have been playing, um, what do you call that? It's a Post Malone song. Um, what do you call it? What's that? Tell me that it's all okay. I've been waiting on this all day. Call me in the morning, tell me how that last night went. I'm here. Oh, stay. Yeah, stay, stay, stay. That's a Taylor Swift song. What? Only the people who get, you know, like actually stand Taylor Swift would understand that. Anyway. Um, yeah, Stay is one of the songs I've been replaying as well. Never Enough by, like, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I've been replaying that on the guitar. Uh, what else? I know I have a lot of songs. Basta, those are the only songs that come to mind right now. But I have been playing them a lot on the guitar when I am super upset. Um, Luis Capaldi also comes to mind. Uh, yeah, those people. Anyway, so that's why I have musical instruments here i have a lot of stuffed toys as well as in like a whole shit ton of stuffed toys and that's mostly because i am very like i I hold on to my childhood very very strongly tightly yeah like um i guess a part of me really uh prior like not prioritizes not that's not the word i'm ho- um, looking for I guess I I always want to stay childlike um, yeah like you know how you get older and you ha- can you hear the siren it's really bothering me but yeah um, 
one of the things that I do want to hold on to is my childlikeness um, and my innocence. I know that I have seen a lot of like bad shit in the world and everything like that, but the thing I r- admire about kids or what I love about kids talaga is that they are very, very light-hearted even if like you know bad things are happening and i think that's mostly also because they don't understand what's happening and like you know ignorance is bliss and everything like that but i feel like it really is difficult to keep up your childlikeness um even when you've already seen the worst of the world or you've been really really hurt already in the past i think it's very very uh admirable when people are able to still keep up that lightness and that um, youth to them. So that's why I have stuffed toys here because I hold on to that. I don't really consciously be... I'm not conscious about it like, oh yeah, I hold on to my childhood. That's why I have stuffed toys. No, but like I'm sitting here and I'm evaluating myself and yeah, that's why. I also have some books here because I I liked reading at the time. When I was a kid, or, oh no, not when I was a kid. Honestly, when I was, like, young and I was, I did not have a phone. Um, When I was grade 10, when I was 15 years old and I was um, grounded, they took away my phone as well. So I couldn't um, contact Charlie. Um, So I had to be, I had to read a lot because that's all I could do. Uh, and TV was boring as shit, so I never watched TV. So it was really just books. Um, what else do I have here? I have psychology. I have a psychology book here, and I have a philosophy book here. Guys, if you don't know this about me, I really genuinely do love psychology and philosophy, and I would have majored in them, but I, uh, mm, I don't know. I'll talk about that another time that I shifted out of my original course, which was psychology, um, because of the pressures that my family put on me. But yeah, I didn't toloy my psychology dreams, sadly enough. Um, I was going to shift back into psych, psych um, by the end of second year, but or not even by the end of, like, beginning of second year, I wanted to shift out, but... Um, again, I'll save that for another time. It was a heavy time, but I do genuinely love psychology and philosophy. I do like thinking deeply into things, kind of obvious. And, um, yeah, so like segueing from that, um, speaking of reflecting on myself and everything, that's why I have a lot of mirrors. So at first, I thought, like, you know, I was always mocking myself and thinking, Oh my god, Carlyle, like, you're so vain, and that's why you have so many mirrors in your room. And then I was saying, no, it's just because it opens up the room more, it makes it bigger, it makes it brighter, because the light bounces off the mirrors and everything like that, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I think it's also because I do like to think about myself a lot. And that's not even just in a selfish way where I'm just like thinking only of, of myself and everything, but more of I like to reflect a lot. Um, and that was no, there was no pun intended there. I just think about myself a lot and I like being in my own head. Not because I'm narcissistic or anything like that, but because I don't. I don't know how to psychologize other people, but I do know how to psychologize myself. Like, there are things... Like, I obviously only know myself the most. What? What? No, that doesn't make sense. I only know as... What? It's like, I I can't psychologize other people because I don't know everything about them. I need to know the context before I understand how their mind really works, you know? And the only person I know the full context of is myself. And that's why I keep thinking of myself because it's like, oh, this is why you're um, holding on to Blah so much because she reminds you of your mom and your mom never gave you uh, the time of day as a kid. So that's why you're like this now and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, that's why I have a lot of mirrors in my room because I think of that, those things a lot. And, you know, 
it's not uh, uh i don't know i really don't know i do have a lot of mirrors in my room and if you go inside my room it's like carlisle that's enough like you need to stop but i subconsciously did it and now i understand why and that's cool that's cool I have a lot of paintings here as well because I love art. I think, I think you know, personally, I really do love um, self-expression in any way, shape, or form. That's also why I have the biggest room in the house because I love to dance around my room. Um, that's kind of embarrassing to admit um, to the public. Even if not a lot of people are listening to this, it's embarrassing to say it in general, but I do like dancing around my room. I don't know if other people actually do it, but I take it to another level. Like when I'm drunk, not even when I'm drunk, but one of my favorite times to dance around my room is when I get home from a long night and I'm still a little bit hit. I put on heels. Guys, I don't wear heels when I go out to drink, okay? Like that's stupid. But when I get home and I'm still like, I'm still um tipsy but like not in a oh my god i want to vomit or oh my god i want to sleep na kind of way it's like a it's a good good buzz going um i still dance around my room and that's also because you know i'm obviously told to go home early like i have a curfew and stuff like that so like my dancing in the club like gets cut short so I finish it in my own room and I like dancing around. And even if I'm not a good dancer, excuse me, wait, I need to burp. Okay. Even if I'm not a good dancer, I love dancing around my room. Like it's one of the best pastimes that I have. And honestly, it does get a good workout in because guys, you're like spinning in your room, strutting your stuff and shit like that. You're moving your arms around and everything. That's a workout in itself. And that's fun. And I love it. And I love my big room because I get so much space to do that. And I do it with my highest heels possible. My debut heels, which were like, what, five five inches tall. And I was, I don't know. I, I have fun with it. So, yeah um the rest of the things in my room are pretty just you know there's just they're just room stuff already like my bed my study table whatever 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 oh yeah but some people also don't have a study table and i was just like why and i realized it's because they don't really study as much as i do i can study for like eight hours straight and not notice like i really will sit down and study for the longest time but some people don't study that often and so they don't even have a study table and that's weird but um it also just goes to show that i prioritize like well obviously i'm not gonna say that other people who don't have study tables in their room don't prioritize their academics and everything like that but i um I put myself to a very high standard. I study very, very hard. My study desk is very well kept because I have a system for everything. I am very systematic. Um, even if it doesn't really make sense to other people, like it's not traditionally like a systematic thing. But in my mind, that's what it looks like and this is what works for me. And so, yeah, that's why my study desk is so big and it is poppin i like it i like my study desk um anyway yeah Whew, that was so tiring i don't know it made me feel a lot better to talk about my room that wasn't that's not the reason that's not the thing that's in my, on my mind though but it definitely did slow down my thinking even if my talking got really really fast um i'm gonna drink water Hold on, you're gonna stay on, um, what? On record with me? What? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, whatever. I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna keep it going, whatever. Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. But I'm known for having, like, a super loud swallow. Also, like... I don't know why it's so loud. Like, how do you make it quiet? Did you hear that? I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, just an experiment. Just this. Just an experiment. <sighs> okay, let's slow down on my brain. Like, let's just really slow down. It's really overwhelming sometimes, and it's like when your brain. Um, it's like when you're like when you get dulling because you're looking at something super up close, like that's how my how I feel. Even if it, I'm not even doing anything. Gets, like my heart is so heavy and like I just don't feel right. Um, this is how my anxiety feels. Uh, it doesn't mean that other people's anxieties. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't have anxiety because you're not feeling it the same way as I do. Uh, this is just how I feel it. Um, and I had to learn that through my counselor because I was... Um, I was... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not devaluing. I was... Invalidating. There's the word. Okay. I was invalidating my feelings because I was like, no, that's not anxiety. Because anxiety is a d- mental disorder and you don't have it. And there were people, a specific person, uh, who told me that um, I don't have a problem. Um, and I just was, I don't know, I was outwardly invalidated like that. And then inwardly, I took it really hard, hard, and like I was like, "No, you don't have anxiety, then do. That's not anxiety. You're just fucked. Like you're just your brain is just like telling you you have this anxiety because um, mental disorders have become romanticized, and it's cool now to have a mental disorder or anything like that. Like no, no, not at all, dude. Like for one." I do appreciate that mental disorders have been talked about more recently because, of course, it's good to get the conversation going and to acknowledge that it's there. And it's so that people can be more sensitive to the people who do have it, you know. But at the same time, um, it has been romanticized and... Personally, in my school before, in my high school, um, there were people who were just claiming to have this, uh, to have depression, and like, who were claiming to be suicidal and everything like that, um, just to gain attention. And that's when I think it's toxic and everything. And I was so afraid of becoming one of those people who just claim to have this mental disorder, like. It's still a very heavy topic. Even if it's being talked about a lot, doesn't mean doesn't lessen its value or its urgency. Depression is still very heavy and it shouldn't be used lightly. Um but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you don't have it just because you don't experience it the same way as other people. Um what do you call it? Like, I guess um, your all everyone's brain works very differently. Just as everyone has a different room and different way of de- decorating their room, some people don't even decorate it. Um, but it definitely does show how you are as a person, and your mind is very different from everyone else's. Um, and so you're not going to experience it the same way as everyone else. And that's normal. That's not weird. You are valid, dude. Whatever you're feeling is valid as hell. And um, the, the whole point of me talking right now was actually to practice the self-compassion uh, practice that they teach you in therapy i'm thinking because i i listen again i listen to this podcast called let me check um wait hold on 
It's called The Science of Happiness. And it's a podcast uh, where they teach you self-help things, self-help, self-help tips. And one of the tips that, or one of the practices that is most exercised, what? I was going to say practiced also. Um, one of the practices that's most common amongst the people that they interview is the self compassion practice and basically that is where you try to talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend um i personally have always been more compassionate towards others than to myself um because i believed that i don't deserve it like i i believed that i could take it and that's a problem like you get harder on yourself because you think that you have you can you can stand up to yourself or you can take whatever you can give yourself because you think in your head no i'm not going to give myself anything um too much for me to handle because i know when is it when it is enough but actually you don't really know what's enough for you you just keep giving yourself these things and you don't consciously know your limit until you break. When you break, that's when you learn your limit. And I I haven't broken yet. Um well I have I have cried a lot and everything, but I bounce back very, very easily and that's why it's hard for me to tell when I am um when I've crossed my own line already. Um so yeah, the self-compassion practice is just being as nice to yourself as you are to your friends. Um yeah. But uh, I I don't know. Like uh, I don't know. I have been going through something recently and I don't like talking about the things that I go through currently because I am I don't know. I don't like it because whenever I tell someone something something that I'm going through like currently, they tell me what to do and then they get mad when I don't do it. And so I always deal with things on my own and then just tell the story afterwards so that it's too late for them to tell me. And that's also something I've done with my parents a lot also. Like growing up, that's always what I've done. That I always just do things first and then face the consequences later like i was so reckless i was so reckless and until now i'm still pretty reckless about it because it's like you can't do anything that's already been like you can't undo anything that's already been done um i did that with my piercing i did that with my dyed hair i did that with the people i've dated i was just like yeah i already dated them so that's it like you can't undo that no more. So, like, just keep going. Just keep moving forward. I have an obsession with moving forward that I don't even notice what I'm doing as of present. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just have fun with it and then just keep going. Like, whatever. And then I'll tell everyone the story about it later. Like, I always thought about it that way. Like, with my piercing, I was like, yeah, I'll just get the piercing. It's not like my, my parents can unpierce my ear or anything it's there like what are you gonna do about it you can't i had that mindset with everyone and that's bad um you shouldn't be as reckless as me don't do that um always take into account everyone around you um and the consequences of your actions don't just deal with it later because that's going to be so much messier and it's not worth the trouble some things really just aren't worth that trouble. Um, and if the thing that you're doing is actually good, you wouldn't mind telling people as it's happening. Um, make sure that you always uh, do things that you can tell uh, other people about, I guess. Like, do things that you're open about. Like, I'm not saying that you have to like fuck privacy like whatever i don't care about my own privacy anymore but i'm saying like uh don't 
do anything that you would hide. You know, I have always been like that. I was always hiding the things that I did because I was like, no one can tell me what to do if I hide everything. I did that with relationships. I didn't tell people I was dating people. And then I just faced the consequences of it after. But like, you can't do that. You have to be more sensitive to people. Um, and you have to be more conscious of the way you treat yourself. And I just, like, if you just heard me right now, that's the way I talk to myself. I just shout at myself. I get mad at myself. I get so riled up about it. Like, I'm like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, don't be dumb about it, you know? That's the way I talk to myself. I look at myself in the many mirrors I have in my room, and I'm like, you're fat. You're ugly. You have eye bags. You have pimples on your face. Like, that's the way I talk to myself. But the way I would talk to my friend, I'd be like, dude, it's just a pimple. It will go away. Or, dude, you gained a little weight, but it's okay. Like, you're in quarantine. Like, how are you supposed to lose all the weight when you're just walking around your house? You're not going to. And you're, I've been, okay. It's like, dude, you've been working out. That's why you're bulking up. Like, it's not because you're getting fat you know, and that's the way I would talk to my friend, granted, it's still a little bit, like, snarky and everything like that, but, like, I think that's just something about me, but, like, I would just always talk to my my friends nicer than I would talk to myself, and um, I was always looking for other people to tell me what I wanted to hear, but, dude, you should just tell yourself that, you should, you should just tell yourself what you want to hear, you know, like, like sometimes I sometimes I do drastic things like change like change the shade of my hair. And I'm I'm I go to school and I'm like, does, does anyone notice? Does anyone notice? And they don't. And it hurts me because it's like you don't pay attention to me. Why don't you notice? But it's like Carlisle, you look good. Your your hair looks nice. You like your hair? Good. Because it looks good on you. Or your outfit. I, I like your outfit, Carlisle. Why, why else would you pick it? It's because you like it, not because you want people to compliment you on it. Like you look good. I'm think I'm talking to myself right now, okay? Um, what else? Carlisle, your room looks really nice. Even if you spent a lot of money on stupid things, they're not stupid. Because you wanted them and now you're putting them into use. And guess what? Now your room looks really, really good. And I'm proud of you for working very hard on your room because it looks like a room that you would be more comfortable in now. Good job. Um, What else? Carlisle, you're going through problems and you realize that you've made mistakes. You realize that you're not as um as good of a friend as you think you are but that's okay because you're still very young and you're still learning how to be the best friend that you can be um you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be the absolute best friend to everyone you have to just try your best. But you were trying your best. And it's okay that you make mistakes. And it's okay that sometimes you do it blind you you do it blindly. You're so reckless sometimes. That's okay. It was okay before. Because you didn't know about it. You didn't know that you were making these mistakes. But now that you do know, I hope that you can learn from them instead. And be more mindful next time. Because you are a smart person. I don't know. I always have a hard time admitting that I am smart because I have always been in the shadow of someone else. Um, 
Sorry, I went out of my monologue to myself. Hold on, I'll go back. Okay, uh, how do you do this? It's so hard. It's so hard to switch. Um, I get that you are... Sorry, this must be weird to other people that I'm talking to myself, but like, it's a, it's part of the practice, okay? Some people write a letter to themselves and like read it to themselves after and stuff like that, but I would rather talk to myself, so that's what I'm gonna do because I hate writing like handwritten shit, so like, let's go. Anyway, um, I get that it's really hard for you to um, admit that you're actually really smart because you've always been the, in the shadow of someone else. But I think that even in the shadow, you have always, you have still grown. And the, the nice thing about you is that you didn't let that corrupt your heart. Um, even when people hurt you and even when people didn't give you the you know, give you the time of day because there was someone brighter out there. You were still so nice to yourself and you were still so nice to the people around you and you were still willing to love them with all your heart, even if they were only giving you a fraction. You have the, you have a very, you have a, I don't know, what? You have the capability to love so greatly and that's so nice, even if you were not given it as a child. But you're smart. Sometimes, though, your smartness, or I don't know, maybe you just don't, um, you just don't know how smart you actually are. And you always... Even you, you yourself, you put yourself in the shadow and you underestimate yourself. You underestimate yourself because you see better people there. But um, you underestimate how smart you are and how good with the words you are and how, how, how people want to listen to you talk. And believe that what you're saying is worthwhile people think you're worthwhile people think your mind is worthwhile whether you believe it or not um i i'm about to cry guys like this is hard to be nice to myself um although you are very smart um you need to be more aware of that and you need to be able to i guess be mindful of it as well because um i'm talking really slowly huh it must be really hard for me to figure out what nice thing to say next huh um <laughs> okay i'm very smart you're very smart carlisle oh uh, uh, okay you're very smart, Carlisle. And you don't know how smart you actually are and how good at words you actually are. But sometimes you underestimate how sharp your words can be. How sharp your intellect can be sometimes. And how degrading you can be sometimes as well. The things that you say sometimes are really mean when you're upset. When you're upset, you get really, really mean and you tend to hurt everyone around you because you never thought that you could make an impact on people because you always underestimated yourself and you always thought that no one took anything as hard as you do. But they do, Carlisle. They do because they are, they also have hearts. And they also are sensitive. And it's not just you. You're not alone in this world. 
there are people around you who feel things too. And you need to be more sensitive because those people are going through their own things and they are they are just looking to you for comfort too. And when you're mean to them, you're just giving them a harder time in their own life. And that's not what we want. We just re like we wanna uphold uphold like lightness and love. But in the times when you are upset, you need to realize that your darkness can be felt just as much as your lightness can too. And that's not saying that you should hide how you feel. But you need to be aware of your power. Because it's very strong. Um... Yeah, I think that's all I have to say to myself naman. Um, I think that was a weird uh, weird practice, a weird exercise. Um, how do I feel right now? I don't know. I was really looking around my room while I was saying it. I was really like talking to myself. Obviously, I was really talking to myself, but like I don't really talk to myself like that. I mean, like, I do. I mean, okay. I talk to myself a lot. I really do. Like, I tell myself, I'm just like, I curse at my, I curse at myself a lot. I, I tell myself I can do it. I can do that. Like, I, I, I talk to myself when I'm doing math and stuff like that. But, like, talking nicely to myself like that, I never really do that. Out loud, I never really do that because it's weird. It's not, <laughs> it's not normal. I don't think it's normal. Um, but I think that it should be practiced more often. And I think that everyone should do that also. I know it's awkward, I know it's weird, and maybe it made you a little uncomfortable listening to my monologue or dialogue. What? Mon- dialogue with myself or monologue? I don't know, I don't know. I know it would have I know it's kind of uncomfortable to talk to yourself. Um so you don't have to. You don't have to do it verbally like me. Um you can write to yourself or just think it to yourself, I guess, but I think you need to think kindly. What? Yeah. I think that kindness shouldn't only be outwards but inwards. I think that, I don't know, it'll take a long time before I, um, I don't know, before I be, before I, 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 I move on from what I'm going through right now, but uh, it's okay. And I heard what I needed to hear just now. And the only person who knew what I needed to hear was myself. I was the only one who knew that I wanted what I wanted to hear, that I wanted to hear that I was smart and that people actually pay attention to what I'm saying. I would have been the only one to know that because it's not like I show people that I want to be listened to. I mean, duh, I have a podcast and shit like that and I have a fucking blog. God damn it. Like, duh, it's kind of obvious that I do want my thoughts to be shared and like listened to and paid attention to. But like, at the same time, who would have known that? Who would have realized that if not you? Because you make signs, you make cues like these that only you can understand. And so I just want people to know that if you want to hear what you want to hear, you have to be more clear about it as well. Uh, you have to not expect people to know what you're going through because they won't know. And you have to understand that everyone's going through their own shit too. But that's okay. That's so okay. Um, it, this is how I normally feel after a counseling session. It's like, it's not lethargic. It's not heavy. 
it just feels like there's this um i feel i feel like i'm in milk what that makes no sense at all but i feel like i am um i feel lighter i guess smoother does that make sense i don't know i feel better in one way or another i feel a little bit better um and maybe i will listen to this uh clip back but yeah i need to be more mindful of the things that i say um i need to be more mindful that i am actually powerful and i need to know that i need to acknowledge that i am powerful and i think you guys need to acknowledge it too if you ever are like in a fight with someone or if you think that or like if you don't understand why people are hurt over what you say you should know that you're powerful and whatever you did had an impact on people if you don't think that you can make an impact on people you can you can because i can like i'm not any i'm not any special i'm not any better than any of you um all of us can hurt people but at the same time all of us can make others feel light and love and so just as much as you give love to people make sure you give love to yourself make sure uh you be kind to yourself always um and yeah i think i will end on that note <laughs> what i don't know i don't know i think i'll end here um yeah uh i don't know why i went into, the, into a southern accent but thank you for listening to me talk today i think this is going to be one of my new favorite episodes my favorite episode before was my at 15 episode but now i think this is also one of my favorite episodes because i think i will be listening back to this hi future carlisle i hope you love yourself a little bit more i know that Probably if you're listening to this right now, it's because you're going through a bad time again and you f- need to hear the things that you you want to hear. And I'm going to tell you I love you. And I want to give you a hug. So here's an audio hug. Hug. <laughs> um, and if anyone else needed to hear that, then I'm glad that you finally heard it. Because you deserve it, dude. You deserve it. You deserve to be loved as much as you can be. And I wish I could give you all a hug as well. So here's a virtual, uh, an audio hug for you also. Hug. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. Thank you so much. I will talk to you guys again next week. Uh, love y'all. Bye.